all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Come on in. It is Monday night, which means it's time to command your day and command your week with the power of prayer. We are about to uh, jump in. We are adding all of our digital networks tonight. Uh, come on in, everybody. Facebook, come on, YouTube, come on, Bishop Foreman. Facebook, Bishop Foreman, Instagram, Harvest Church, Facebook, and Instagram. Come on in, everybody. It is Monday night, which means it's time to command your day and command your week with the power of prayer. You know, prayer is powerful. It's going to be powerful. It's always powerful every time that we join together. What do we do, guys? We gather together every single Monday night. You should know uh, that we do not let, uh, well, we celebrate and honor Memorial Day. First, actually, before I even move forward, let's celebrate uh, and honor the lives uh, of those who have given their lives um, in uh, in the military and armed forces in America. Can we just do a celebration? Can you drop that clap emoji? Or say we celebrate them. We celebrate those um, that have sacrificed um, and given the and paid the ultimate price, which is their life. And watch me. Sometimes, many times, the unspoken sacrifice is from the family of those that have served. So, can we celebrate not only those that have lost their lives, but even the families. Come on. Matter of fact, let's just start prayer tonight covering them. Father, in Jesus' name, we bless you and we honor you, sir. We thank you for the families of those who have given their lives um, in the armed forces in America, and we celebrate them, God. And not only them, God, but their families. We pray that you would meet every need. We pray that every benefit that they are due, that they would receive, God. We pray that every uh, thing that uh, is due to them, they would receive, that every uh, benefit, every uh, program, anything that is provided for them, we celebrate them and pray that it be provided. We pray that the benefits as it relates to housing, as it relates to uh, everything that being a veteran and one that is given their life, we pray that they would have and receive everything, God, uh, that is ordained for them, Father. We pray for their children. Come on, y'all, let's pray. We cover their children. We cover their households for fathers that left families, for mothers that left families. We cover them now and we thank you for it in Jesus name. Come on, everybody. Let's say amen. Uh, uh, listen, interestingly enough, as we celebrate this day, this day, if you actually study the history of Memorial Day, it was actually something that was created by um, by African Americans here in America. So I encourage you to do your do your history, do your studying, and you'll see where it came from. Come on in, guys! Like the video, tell me where you're watching from. Share this video tonight. I see we're on uh, everywhere tonight on all of our different platforms. You're like Bishop, you look sweaty. Yes, I am fresh up out there, Jim. Do you hear me? Fresh up out that gym and my cardio. I, I said, let me get this thing in before prayer. Uh, and I so did. All right. I had to get it done. So come on in. I see you, Alabama. 
Where else? Where else are we watching from? Y'all let me know where we're watching from. Come on, Facebook, come on, YouTube, come on, a Twitter video. Uh, where you at? Where you at? Where you at? Uh, it's so good to see you all. Listen, we gather together, guys, every exactly. We gather together uh, every single Monday night for one hour to pray. We get that. The scripture says this. The scripture says that um, the scripture says this. The scripture says uh, when Jesus was in his mo- one of his most defining moments, the Bible says that they gathered together. They gathered together. Um, he took Peter, James, and John, and they began to pray. Hey, Toronto. And, hey, Tampa. And they began to pray. Um, now, this is a powerful point because you can't pray with everybody. And I am so blessed that we have this digital family where we all gather together. Those that are connected to Harvest, those that are harvesters, those that are part of the Bible College or Leadership Network, or Harvest Church in Denver or Atlanta or online, and even those that just are part of our extended family. What's amazing, what's amazing is that we are able to gather together and pray together and want to see one another win. You need to be around people, watch me, and praying with people that want to see you win. Just because somebody wants to pray uh, with you does not mean that they need to. In fact, I need you to learn how to be selective. Uh, As a man of God, one of the things that let me teach this principle real quick, and then we're going to move forward in prayer. Um, but one of the things that I teach, uh, that we teach all of our leaders in what we call the apprenticeship, is that they are very careful that they don't let anybody lay hands on them. Anybody and everybody lay hands on them. Because when hands are laid, more than just anointing is transferred. Watch me. Spirits can be transferred through the laying on of hands. Watch me. And sin can be transferred by the laying on of hands. So uh, I teach, um, the, we teach those that are leaders and we teach those um, that even that serve is one. You don't ever have nobody just come in and talk about they for the lay hands on people. No, unless it's been authorized by the man of God, shut that down. But number two, you don't let everybody and anybody lay hands on you because you do not necessarily know what's coming your way. Now, Bishop, why do you bring that up in the context of prayer? You always want to make sure when, you get, when you're praying with people, because prayer Jesus could have took all 12. He didn't. He took Peter, James, and John because he was selective about who went with with him. John, everybody pay attention. John would become the leader of the church. Most people think it was Peter. Peter was just loud and vocal. Peter was just the spokesperson. Peter got up on the day of Pentecost and he preached and that 3,000 souls came to the Lord in one day. So Peter was used as the mouthpiece. He was used as the evangelist. He was used as the one because the gift of evangelism literally is with the gift of preaching. But James was the actual leader of the church. James ran the show from Jerusalem. So he was selective about who he picked. Y'all better hear me. Come on, type the word selective, selective. He was selective about who he picked. And then uh, uh, Peter, James, and then John. John was the beloved disciple. This was the one that Jesus, because he loved him and he could trust him. When Jesus is on the cross, he looks at John and he looks at Mary, his mother, and he says, woman, behold thy son. In other words, he says, John, I am giving you to my mother and I'm giving my mother to you. When I leave, I need you to take care of my mama. Y'all better hear me. He says he was the beloved disciple. In other words, he says, I love John so much. I love John so much um, that I'm going to make sure um, that I not only trust him with what's dear to me, which is my mother in my absence, but I am going to give John a revelation. So who gets the great revelation, the book of Revelation? John. John was able to be trusted with more because John proved himself to be trustworthy. Three lessons that we learned from the people that Jesus prayed with. And when we gather together every single Monday night, hear me. 
We are coming together, not just for you, but it is for everybody that's on whatever platform you're on. It is not just for you, but it's for everybody that's on the platforms you're on so that we can build one another up and see one another win. We want to see results in one another's life. So here's how we're going to start prayer tonight. Every Monday night for one hour, seven o'clock mountain, eight o'clock mountain. Here's what we're going to do. I want you to start prayer. Uh, We're going to pray for somebody else. You can pick somebody on on one of the networks you're on or just put somebody's initials on the screen, somebody's name. We're going to start prayer praying for somebody else. Three types of prayer, guys. To pray, that means to ask. That's what you do for yourself. Number two, to make supplication. That's to pray for another Christian. And three, intercession. That is when you pray for one that is not a Christian. I want you to, we're going to start prayer that way. So you put their initials, you can tag them, however you want to do it. We're going to start prayer that way. Let's go. Father, in Jesus' name, we bless you and we honor you, sir. We thank you, Lord, for your love. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your patience with us. We ask for forgiveness tonight, God, for all of our sins, those giving it knowingly and unknowingly tonight. In Jesus' name, God, we thank you that you are the God that forgives us and cleanses us from all unrighteousness. You are the God that cleanses us from sin. Those are the mistakes we make. You're the God that cleanses us from iniquity. That's the generational curses that we've practiced, passed down, and passed around. And we pray, God, for forgiveness for our transgression. That's our willful deviation from what we have known to be the truth. And tonight, God, we thank you that we can boldly approach the throne of grace and obtain mercy and favor in our time of need. So tonight, God, we start prayer not asking for ourselves. Come on. We start praying for someone else. God, we lift their petitions before you and we back them up in the spirit. We back them up in the spirit. And God, we speak shalom to them. We pray that nothing is missing and nothing is broken and nothing is lacking and all is well. God, we pray that you would rebuke the devourer for their sakes. Why? We pray that if they're not faithful givers, that they would begin because your word says in Malachi chapter three, that you would rebuke the devourer, God, for our sake. That means what comes to devour their peace, what comes to devour their joy, what comes to devour their money, what comes to devour their focus, what comes to devour their fight, what comes to devour their fortitude, what comes to devour their faith. We rebuke that tonight in agreement with them because we declare, God, that they are faithful givers. God, we speak now to their mind. We pray that they would have the mind of Christ. You said, let this mind that was in Christ be in you also. We pray that their mind, God, would line up with your mind. And if their mind lines up with your mind, God, then uh, their will would be your will. God, we pray that their will would not be their own, but their will would be yours in the name of Jesus. God, we pray now, Lord, that every attack that's been lifted against them, the Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood, that the Lord will lift up a standard against them. So, Father, we pray that that standard be lifted up. Come on, y'all, let's pray. We pray that that standard be lifted up right now in the name of Jesus. What does that mean? It means that when the flood comes in, there's something to block it. When the flood comes in, there's something to stop it. When the flood comes in, it makes them do what? It makes them go to higher ground. Come on. So when the enemy comes in like a flood, it actually makes them go higher. It actually makes them more spiritual. It actually makes them more profitable. You said in 3 John 1, 2, God, you pray above all things that we prosper and be in hell, even as our soul prospers. We pray, God, that their soul would prosper. Their soul is their mind, their thoughts, their will, and their emotions. We pray that their souls would prosper tonight. 
in the name of Jesus. God, this is bigger than cash, cars, and clothes. We pray that their souls would prosper tonight, God, that their mind would be prosperous. What is prosperity? That word shalom, that their mind, that nothing be missing. God, show them what they are missing. God, often we are complaining about things and really instead of complaining about it, we need to say, what have we missed? What didn't we see properly? What did we not evaluate properly? We pray that nothing is missing in their mind. Nothing is missing in their thoughts. Nothing is missing in their will and nothing is missing in their emotions. Sometimes we're emotional about something because we don't see it the right way. But tonight, God, we pray they would see it the right way. Sometimes we're emotional because we think that delay means denial. It doesn't. Sometimes we're emotional because we think that subtraction uh, is a negative thing. No, God, subtraction is how you add. Sometimes we think division is a negative thing. No, God, division is how you multiply. You do math a whole nother way than we do. So, God, we pray. Y'all pray with me tonight. God, we pray that they would see it like you see it. They would not get emotional because they're not seeing it right. They would not get emotional because they're not processing it right. They would not get emotional because they're not handling it right. We speak shalom to their soul. You say that above all things that we would prosper and be in health. God, we speak to their health. We pray, God. That in the second half of this year, that they would be healthy and healed from the tops of their heads to the soles of their feet. Y'all, if you haven't tagged them, tag them or text them or tell them to get on prayer tonight. We're praying for them. They need to hear what's being spoken over and pray for them tonight. Do it now. Every platform. Come on, Uncommon Gospel Radio. Come on, Harvest Channel. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Twitter video. Come on, Instagram. God, tonight in Jesus' name, Lord. We pray, um, God, that they would be healthy and healed. Anything in their body, from the tops of their heads to the soles of their feet, God, that needs to be healed, we speak healing. Healing is the children's bread. It belongs to us. With your stripes, we are healed. With your stripes, we are healed. With your stripes, we are healed. We reject any negative report. We rebuke any negative report, God. That would come in, uh, Lord, that would be anti or that would be against them being healed. We come against any negative doctor's report. We come in against any negative self-diagnosis that they've spoken over themselves. God, the healing power of the Lord Jesus, it is present to heal. And it is connected to this house and to this place called Harvest, this people called Harvest. In Jesus' name, God, and we pray, Lord, not only for healing, but in God, we pray that they would be healthy. I need you to type healthy on the screen. God, that they would be healthy, that they would be healthy, that they would be healthy. God, that they would eat right, that they would exercise, that they would drink the right water, that God, that they would not suffer from things that they can end, that they would not suffer from things that they can end. Father, your word in Jeremiah 30, 17 says you will restore our health and heal our wounds. Come on. You will restore our health and heal our wounds. Jeremiah 33, 6 says, nevertheless, I will bring it to health and healing. I will heal my people and will let them enjoy abundant peace and uh, peace and security. And we speak that over them. Jeremiah 33 and 6. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we cover them tonight, God. We don't start prayer asking for anything for ourselves. We start prayer tonight, God, praying for someone else. And we expect it to manifest. And we expect it to happen. And we expect it to manifest and to happen quickly. And it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Come on, just say amen. And guys, if, if you get thought of some other people you want to add to prayer, tag them in it or, or put their initials on the screen right now. If you want them to be covered under that prayer, we just pray for them. Listen, 
Can I teach you a principle of prayer? Let me teach you a principle of prayer. Here's the principle. The principle of prayer is this. Many times people say, I pray for once and I'm good and I'm done. There's a principle of prayer called persistence. Come on. I need, I need you to type that word on the screen. Persistence, persistence, persistence. So there's a scripture and it says this. I want to read it to you. Um, uh, Matthew chapter seven, verse number eight. For everyone, let's read the English standard. For everyone um, who asks, receives. And to the one who seeks, find. And to the one, pay attention, who knocks, it will be the door will be open. I need to pay very close attention. And to the one that knocks, the door will be open. I need you to pay attention to one simple addition. One simple addition to the word knocks. You ready? Knocks, the S. Can I get you to put the S? The S indicates, watch me. It is not just the plurality of, uh, 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 of the word. It is the persistence of the action, which means, no, the Bible didn't say, and to the one who knocked, that would mean he knocked once past tense. Now, from, from a technical standpoint, if you want to get into the linguistics of it, it could actually technically mean that he had knocked more than once, but we would ascertain through the process of deductive logic that it only happened once. I'm just saying, all right? Watch me. To the one who knocks, many of you, your issue is you knocked once and because nobody came to open the door, you stopped knocking. Who am I talking to? I need for you to learn how to persist in prayer. I need you to learn how to keep on knocking until that door is open. I need you to learn how to keep that thing in prayer until you see change. To keep that thing in prayer till you see results. That S is everything. That S will help you get your life together. Many of you, you knock and when it don't happen, you say, I guess God don't want it to happen. Stop it. Wave at me. Wave at me if, if that's been you in the past. Wave at me. Do the hand wave emoji, whatever platform. And don't forget, we want to welcome our Uncommon Gospel Radio Network family too. For most of us, we're not. And we're like, well, God, I guess you don't want it to happen. You ask somebody once. And watch me. And because you don't want to ask twice, your pride gets you. And you got to learn how to be persistent. You got to learn how to knock until that door opens. Let me give you another scripture reference. That's powerful. That's Matthew chapter seven uh, and uh, verse number eight. Let me give you another. Uh, let me give you another example of this in scripture. Um, this is in Second Kings chapter number thirteen. Listen to this. I love this. I'm going to give you another example because that S is everything. That S is everything. You don't go to the gym once and work out and say, "Why well, my body ain't snatched and banging?" You keep going. Right? You don't eat one healthy meal and talk about, ooh, child, my blood pressure is good, my whole body is good. No, you keep eating healthy. The issue that many Christians have, watch me, is that you knock once and nobody opens the door. And so you're like, I guess God don't want it to open. Baby, you better keep knocking. Why? Because the reason I'm knocking is because when I prayed about it, the Bible says the promises of God are yes and amen. So when I prayed about it, the answer was yes, which means I knock until I see what I said. I knock until I possess what I prayed for. For some of you, your breakthrough moment is that you need to knock again. Who am I talking to? You need to type that on the screen. I need to knock again, knock again, knock again, knock again. Listen, I need to knock again. I, listen to this. Second Kings chapter 13, uh, it says this. Um, let's go to uh, verse number. Oh, man, there's so much that I could pull out of this. OK, let's go to verse number 15. And Elisha said to him, take a bow and arrow. So he took a bow and arrows. Then he said to the king of Israel, draw the bow. And he drew it. And Elisha laid his hands. The man of God laid his hands on the king's hands. And he said, open the window eastward. And he opened it. Then Elisha says, shoot. And he shot. 
Then he says, the Lord's arrow of victory over Syria, for you shall fight the Syrians in Aphek until you have made an end of them. Listen to the verse. For you shall fight the Syrians in Aphek until you have made an end of them. Well, watch me. Here, here's what I want to cover in prayer tonight. I want to cover your fight. I need your second half of 2021 fight to be ferocious. I need your second half of 2021 fight to be dogmatic. And I don't mean dogmatic in a negative way. I just mean that you knock until you get it. That you persist until you possess. That you say until you see. Let's cover. Father, we cover now. We've prayed for someone else. So now, God, we pray for ourselves. We cover ourselves tonight in prayer, God. And we pray, Lord, for our fight, for our persistence, for our knock. We need to knock and knock again. Father, we must persist in prayer to see results. Forgive us, God, for knocking once and not seeing it and giving up. God, not only persisting in prayer, but then the action, the action that comes after prayer, the action, the action that comes after prayer, the action that comes after prayer, the action that comes after prayer. We pray to get a plan, but then when we get the plan, we got to put the plan into action. God, forgive us for thinking that an amended plan was failure. Who am I praying for tonight? Forgive us, God, for thinking that because we had to change the plan, that the plan failed. No, we just had to amend the plan, but we're going to keep it moving. We had to amend the plan, but we're going to keep it going forward. And for that, we say thank you tonight. Your word says, Father, in 2 Kings chapter 13, he says, listen, you will fight the Syrians in Aphek until you have made an end of them. God, I pray that we would have the tenacity. We would have the persistence, God, to fight until we've made an end of whatever we must make an end to, until we've made an end of the generational curses, till we've made an end of death, till we've made an end of poverty, till we've made an end of laziness, till we've made an end of sickness, till we've made an end of whatever we're trying to accomplish. I pray for every creative person tonight. If you're a creative person, raise your hand on the screen. I pray for every creative person tonight, God. I pray that in their creative passion, that they would not, God, give up uh, because their creativity requires structure. Their creativity requires a fight. God, it is not enough to be creative. God, they've got to know how to do the business. It's not enough to be creative. They've got to know how to make it happen. I speak life into you tonight. I speak life into you tonight. The king was told you got to keep fighting these Syrians in Aphek until you made an end of them. And sometimes, watch me, the king, uh, he wanted to reign. He did not necessarily want to fight. In other words, he's like a creative. He wanted to create. He didn't want to have to fight to defend what he had created. But I pray tonight for every creative person tonight, God, that they would have the fight and the tenacity in them to do what you've ordained. I pray for every entrepreneur. I pray for every business owner. I pray for every leader over anything tonight, God, that they would have fight, that they would have persistence in the second half of this year. In the second half of this year, it begins... According to the scripture, a day begins the night before. So biblically speaking, God, we're already in June. We're already in the second half of the year. It has already begun. And I pray, God, that because we're spending it in prayer, that we would not only be persistent in prayer, but we would be persistent in the actions that must come after prayer. We be persistent in our fight in the name of Jesus. He says, you shall fight the Syrians. You shall 
fight the series. In other words, God says, I'm going to give you the strength to fight, but I ain't going to take the fight away. God, forgive us for being mad that you did not take the fight. Syrians away, but you just gave us the strength to fight. Come on. I need some of y'all to do that emoji with the arms like this. I need you to do the emoji like that. Why? Because you getting your fight back, baby. You getting your fight back. You're getting your persistence back. You're getting your drive back. You're getting your focus back. In the second half of this year, it'll be better than the first half of this year. And you shall fight the Syrians in effect. Until you have made it into them, which means this is an enemy you've got to outlast. I pray, God, that every enemy we must outlast that we would do it. Come on, y'all. I pray that every enemy we must outlast, some of them will war with us until they see that they can't win against us because we are too legit to quit. I speak it in the name of Jesus I declare it over your life. I declare it in your spirit. That's your subconscious mind. I pray that even in your sleep, that your spirit, not only would it be shalom, but your spirit will be training to outlast some of these squares and some of these fools you got to deal with and some of these enemies that you've got to deal with and overcome. I pray that even when you wake up, you will wake up with a tenacity. June 1, like you've not waken up with before. That you would wake up with a focus that you've not waken up with before. That you would have an excitement about what's to come. And you shall fight the Syrians in effect until you have made an end of them. I pray that you would last. Because for some of you, your yes is on the other side of you lasting. Your yes is on the other side of you lasting. This, your yes is on the other side of you lasting. And for this, we give you glory in Jesus' name. I just need those of you who you've ever had a fight with that, just say, I'm going to last this time. I'm going to last this time. If you want to be proper, I'm going to last this time. If you want to go hood, I'm going to last this time. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Some things you just got to outlast. Right? Guys, you've heard me tell the story. I'm going to give you the rest of the scripture example. Because what did I start with? Knock and keep on knocking. You got to persist in prayer. And then you have to persist in the action after prayer. And listen, and listen, and listen. And then you have got to not think that having to change your plan means that you meant that you failed. You did not fail because you had to change your plan. Mm. You did not fail because, listen, who is this for? Because you had to change your dates. Who am I talking to? You did not fail because you had to change your location. This is for somebody tonight. Who am I talking to? You did not fail because you had to change your position. You did not fail because, watch me, if you're a business owner, because who you thought was going to be your team, you had to get some other people. You you gotta you, you you don't have time to be dealing with people with their attitudes and they off spirits and they bad day. I ain't got time to deal with your bad day. Don't bring your bad day around me. You deal with your bad day in your own personal time. Don't bring that mess over here. Who am I talking to? Sometimes you simply have to you sometimes you simply have to outlast it. It was not failure because the plan had to change. Oh my God. You did not fail because you had to you had to take a little longer to get it done than you planned. Oh, my God. Unless you're beyond your due date. Now, if you're beyond your due date, now you need to meet your deadlines. All right. Listen. Wow. Look at that. That's for me, sir. Come on. All right. Let me free the rest of this. Knock and keep on knocking. Knock and keep on knocking. Um, you. I was saying a minute ago, uh, uh, maybe you've never heard my story. If it's your first time in prayer. Matter of fact, if it's your first time in prayer, let me just 
do a quick commercial break. If it's your first time on prayer on any platform, would you just do the hand with the emoji and say it's my first time? We just want to shoot some love your way. We're glad you're with us. I know I jumped right in tonight uh, and so I didn't get an opportunity to greet you. But if it's your first time, we're so glad you're in prayer. Join us every Monday night, 7 o'clock Mountain to 8 o'clock Mountain. It's 9 o'clock Eastern to 10 o'clock Eastern. It's an amazing time of prayer. People from all over join us on a variety of platforms. And you can get the prayer podcast on uh, the prayer on podcast as well. Go back, look at previous prayers. Well, the dates passed. It doesn't matter. The beautiful thing about how we pray is we pray the biblical method of prayer. What does that mean? It is not a monolith. I don't just sit up and blah, 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 in Jesus' name. Amen. It's not that. When we pray, it's the biblical way of prayer. We pray, I give you revelation. We pray, I give you revelation. Prayer is a dialogue. It's not a monologue. When we pray, he responds. Come on. Somebody say, he's responding. He's responding. And so that revelation that I give you is his response to what we have prayed. Okay? So you understand that. Mister, why do you call it command your week? We get a hold of the week before the week gets a hold of us. We get a hold of the day before the day gets a hold of us. I've taught about this before in several messages um, that you can get on our YouTube, our podcast. The name of those messages are Command Your Day and Command Your Week. Uh, um, and uh, you can get those on our podcast, our YouTube channel, all of that. Best way to stay connected to Harvest is to get our app. Don't forget this new number. Text the word Harvest to 877 552 All right, here we go. Listen, um, let's get back into this. Uh, I was sharing part of my story um, I remember, and I went and I posted the video. If you didn't see it, go look at it. I posted the video when we first started, May 15th or May 20th, 2006. And um, we had uh, over, like it was like a hundred and some odd people, but at the first service, I didn't know. I didn't want to start a church. I didn't want to be a pastor. I didn't want to be a bishop. All of this was God's idea. All right. I had my own plan. I had my own plan, um, but God had another plan. Could it be that what God is doing for you is in your persistence, he's revealing his plan. In your persistence, he's revealing his plan. Because sometimes there are certain things that God will not let work on purpose because he's trying to point and be like, hey, hey, over here, over here, over here, over here. You, you won't pay attention to his plan if your plan works. That's a word for somebody. So we do that. And then the next week, that's Saturday, and, and we stacked it. So I had all kinds of dancers and singers and I had every dancer, every singer, we had all kinds of people. The next week, it was like seven people in church, right? So you go from a packed parking lot, all that next week is seven people in church. Man, get out of here. So I'm looking around like, what are we going to do? I was so anti, listen, I was so anti doing what it was that God, I keep hitting my table with my brain. I was so anti doing what God wanted me to do. Um, that there would be days where we do praise and worship, and then the message I would play, don't y'all laugh at me, I would play a Medea movie. I'd be like, this is the message for the day, because I was so anti-doing it. When it was time to uh, go, uh, I remember when it was time for communion, somebody said to me, um, somebody said to me, when are we going to do communion? I said, oh shoot, I guess we do need to do communion. Like, I was that not into it. And what I did not pay attention to is that God was teaching me persistence. Come on. Because since that day, we did not stop. Y'all better hear me. From that day, we did not stop. I had to learn pers persistence. Listen, even when, watch me, what I was looking at did not look like it was paying off. Y'all are laughing. Even when it looked like what, I, what we were doing was not paying off. Everybody look at me. It looked like failure. How you go from here to here? Y'all better listen. Many times, the real building of your persistence it's not when things are great. It is when things are horrible. 
horrible. Anybody got some situations right now that when you look at it, just be honest. You were Bishop Foreman, so keep it real so you can heal. You don't have to be fake with me. Don't play those religious games with me. I'm not into that. Um, that when you look at it, you're like, this is a whole failure. This is a whole mess. Wait a minute. Who, who has some areas in your life right now where when you look at that area, you're like, this man, Bishop, Bishop, Bishop. Where you at? All right. Um, that's when your persistence is developed. So we, we, it looked like a total failure. It was like, man, let's shut this down. But I kept going. I kept going. I kept going. Then we have a Jezebel who starts some stuff and she gets some people. Um, she gets some people. Some people had given on a set. We were on Saturday nights at the time. And some people had given a thousand dollars and they were part of our leadership team. And when you're brand new to listen, a thousand dollars, you know, a lot of money period. But when you're a brand new church, a thousand dollars is like, oh, hallelujah. Like it was like, oh, my God, look at God. And so they had given. And when they had given um, this, this, this Jezebel woman who was um, was uh, a part of the original team, um, this Jezebel. And you have to be careful because sometimes God, there are certain things God won't release for you because of who's around you. You better listen to me. I'm about to get back to this, but I don't know who needs to hear this. Father, I pray that you would reveal to us whoever needs to be removed from around us that is causing you to hold something back. Let me give you scripture to prove this. Let me give you scripture to prove this. Let me give this scripture to prove this. In Genesis chapter uh, 12, 13, 14. The Bible said that the Lord did not speak to Abraham until Lot was removed. Why? Because Lot's name, everybody write this down. Lot's name in Hebrew, it means hidden motives. And God said, I'm not saying anything else to you, Abraham. Watch me because you're going to run tell him. You're going to go tell Lot because Lot is your nephew. That's your relative. Y'all are like this. They're like this. And so God says, I got to hold this back until they're not around you. And can I be honest with you? Here's the challenge. You love Lot. Shut up. Shut up. You love Lot. You love Lot. Lot is your relative. And God says, I am not saying anything until this ninja is gone. I am not, I know you love them, but the problem is they got motives that are hidden. There are things that are hidden behind their smiles, behind their, 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 their work, their things that are hidden. And how do you test the motive? You test the motive when they, what, you ready for this? You are able to test the motive. Patience forces motives to reveal themselves. Did y'all hear what I just said? Father, give us the ability to be patient so that we can see the real motives of those around us. Oh my God. Patience forces motives to reveal themselves. Got it? What's patience? Patience isn't waiting. Patience is how you act while you wait. Patience force motives to reveal. What do you really want? Patience will force the motive. So, so, so the Lord said, I'm not saying anything until he's gone. I have not. I love you, Abraham. I will provide for you. I will take care of you. But in terms of saying anything new, giving you any new revelation, mm-mm, mm-mm, I have nothing to say. Shut.com. Patience is what forces motives to reveal themselves. Some of y'all are like, what? Oh my God. Listen, Father, speak, speak, Lord. Some of you are like, God, why is this taking so long? He says, listen, it's not even, listen, it's to teach you persistence 
But not only is it teaching you persistence, I'm trying to force them to show them who they really are. Who am I talking to? I am trying to force. I'm holding everything up because I'm forcing them to reveal themselves. Let me give you one more scripture example of this thing with, with the Lord holding things back. In Numbers, Numbers chapter 12, Numbers chapter 13, what happens? The Bible said that um, 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 uh, Aaron and Miriam, that was Moses' brother and sister, Moses' brother and sister, what did they begin to do, prayer? Moses' brothers and sisters began to speak against Moses. And when they began to speak against Moses, and how did they do it? They questioned who he had married. They said, does God not speak to us also? In other words, they were good with Moses until Moses made a decision they didn't like. For every leader, listen, for every leader, you do not know someone is loyal until you've made a decision that they did not necessarily like, but they still submit to. Who am I talking to? Every leader, every business owner, every company, every entrepreneur, every department head, every supervisor, every chief executive officer. You do not know whether or not someone is loyal to you until you have made a decision that they don't like, but they still submit to. That's when you have loyalty. Other than that, we just agree on everything. I don't know that you're loyal. It's quiet in here. They would have done it different. They spoke against Moses. Come on, y'all. We're about to cover this in prayer. And when they spoke against Moses, um, the Lord comes down. The Lord comes down and says, Lord comes down and says, hey, come out here, you three. He says, if there's a prophet among them, I'll speak to him in a dream or a vision. Not so with my servant Moses. I speak to him face to face, mouth to mouth. So why then were you not afraid to speak against him? The Bible then says the Lord departs. And when the Lord departs, Miriam is white and she's white. The Lord makes her white and she's leprous as she's leprous. So literally leprosy is the disease where when you're cut, you don't know it. So you get infected and then you don't know that you're infected because you can't feel the pain of your cut. Mm. Some people watch me while we don't see that in the natural that much. Some people are spiritually leprous. God, I pray that tonight we would not be spiritually leprous, that we would not know when there's an area of pain we need to address. Come on, God, show us every area that we need to address in ourselves so that we address it and so that we handle it, so that we handle it and that we deal with it. So we're not spiritual lepers where we don't know that we're bleeding, where we don't know that there's pain, where we don't know that there's issues, where we don't know that there are challenges in Jesus name. Come on, y'all say amen. See how prayer works? As I pray, I, we pray, I give me revelation. So what happens? The Bible says the Lord leaves. The Lord gets so ticked off at them, he leaves. Because the Lord was like, look, Moses got enough to deal with. He don't have time to deal with your stinking, sorry, trifling attitude. And for every leader, you better learn how to dismiss people who bring attitude around you and to you. You got to learn how to do it. You better hear me. Listen, I'm getting better and better day by day. Praise him. All right. Don't come in here with all that. And don't come in here with fix your face. Get your face together or just don't come in here no more. It's quiet. All right. Because why? You got enough to deal with. God was like, Moses got enough to deal with. He got two million of y'all to deal with. He got issues to deal with. He got elders to deal with. He got building stuff to deal with. He got enough to deal with. He does not have time to be dealing with your stuff. Who am I talking to? So the Bible says the Lord gets angry and he leaves. And when he leaves, she's a leper. But listen, she's a leper. And here's what the Bible says. For seven days, listen to me, for seven days, seven, the, the biblical number of completion, the whole camp can't go anywhere. Listen. 
She was the only one that screwed up, but two million people could not move. There are certain things that God says, I will delay it until they get their stuff together. I will delay it until I force them to show their motives, force them to show their heart. You want to know what Moses needed to see? Moses needed to see that his sister and his brother really weren't for him. Mm. It's a word for somebody tonight. Moses really needed to see that they like the positions of power that you have given them. They like the influence that you have given them. They like that you have met. Miriam was a prophetess. So you allowed her to speak. Miriam prayed the tambourine. So you allowed her to, uh, to be on the stage. And Aaron was the high priest. They liked your positions, Moses, but they never were loyal to, nor did they love you. I don't know who this prayer is for tonight. Am I? If I'm speaking to you, can you please respond so that I know that I, I know I got the Holy Ghost. I just need to see your response. Got it? For some of you, you just needed to see that what you thought you had is not what it was. Moses really needed to see that that's not what he had. He did not have two that were for him. He had two that loved what he gave him. He had two that loved what he gave him. He had two that loved what he gave him. And the moment, watch me, they felt equal to him. They, they tried to question him. My God, some of y'all, you hired some of these people. And when you hired them, you were hooking them up. They weren't qualified. They weren't skilled. They wouldn't have got, gotten a job had you not decided to make a role for them. And now that, now that they didn't got somewhat slightly good at what they do, now they're trying to come to you like, like they came to you that way. Who am I talking to tonight? My God, my God, all right? So listen, persistence, let's go. Persistence, knock, keep on knocking. This is what we're covering in prayer tonight. Your persistence, your fight, all right? Knock and keep on knocking. Because I digressed a bit, let me come back to the story. Let's remember where we started. The Bible says knock and keep on knocking. He who knocks on the door, which means I got to persist in prayer, and then I got to persist in the actions after prayer. I got to persist in prayer. I got to persist in the actions after prayer. I can't just pray. Hear me, Christians. It ain't enough to just pray. I got to get up and do something with the plan I got from prayer. And then I got to persist in it. Listen to this. So I gave you one example. Let me give you another example. Second Kings chapter 13. He says, shoot the arrow. He shoots the arrow out of the window. And he says, for you shall fight the Syrians and Aphek until you have made an end of them. Verse 18. And he said, take the arrows. Everybody listen. And he took them. And he said to the king of Israel, listen, strike the ground with them. Watch me. Strike the ground with them. Now, this doesn't make a lot of sense because I'm supposed to be fighting the Syrians. So why am I striking the ground? Y'all better listen. Oftentimes, God will teach you persistence in an area that looks like it has nothing to do, nothing to do, no, come on friend, nothing to do with this area. It, it, like, why am I hitting the ground? This is dumb. This doesn't even make sense. Why am I hitting the ground? This doesn't even make any sense. Watch me. He says, hit that ground, strike the ground with them. But I thought we're supposed to be fighting the Syrians. Mm -mm. I'm going to teach you how to persist in something, y'all ready? That's mundane. Mm. Father, give us the grace to persist in the mundane things. Give us the grace to persist in following protocol. Oh God, give us the grace to persist. I just heard this one in the paperwork. Give us the grace to persist in the system. 
Give us the grace to persist in the thing that we think we shouldn't have to go over, over and 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 over. God, there's some tonight that have said to themselves, I'm sick of it. I rebuke your words. I pray that you persist in the thing that you feel like is mundane, that you persist in the thing that you feel like you shouldn't have to do, that you persist in the thing where you don't understand it. You're being trained. You're being trained. You're being trained on how to persist because if you can persist in the mundane, you will be able to manifest. If you can persist in the thing that's annoying, you will be able to apprehend. And you can persist in the thing that ticks you off. You're going to be able to triumph. Come on, y'all. I need you to release this. I will persist. I will persist. You are being trained. You are being developed. You are being developed. Your next 12 will be your best 12. And for that, God, we thank you in Jesus' name. Come on. Come on. Listen, this is blessing me tonight. When we come on prayer, y'all, I don't just jump on here and just start spewing out stuff. I literally say, God, what do you want us to pray about? And this is where he wanted us to go tonight. All right. Listen, as a leader, can I be honest with you? There are things that I'm like, oh my God, am I really saying this again and 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 again. And you get to the point you were like, I'm so tired of this. And God says, but if you tire in that, everybody listen to this verse. Listen to this verse. Give us that grace, God. What is grace? It's the super to our natural. We cannot do it without you. We cannot do it without How do we know? Because we got ticked off already. How do we know we got aggravated already? How do we know we got mad already? How do we know we felt like giving up already? Oh, but to God be the glory. We are those that triumph. Watch me. Look, it says, take the arrows. And he took them. And he says, strike the ground with them. Hmm. And he struck the ground. Pay attention three times. Can I get you to drop a three, whatever platform you're on? Come on, Harvest Channel. Come on, Uncommon Gospel. Come on, Harvest Instagram. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Facebook. He strikes it three times. Three times. Now pay very close attention to this. And he stopped. Wow. Because in his mind, I shouldn't have to keep doing this. Oh, my. Oh, my. Who tonight on prayer can be honest that there's some stuff in your mind? You're like, I'm too far in my career to still be doing this. I've been in my business too long to be doing this. I've been a pastor for too long to be doing this. I've been an entrepreneur for too long to be doing this. We've been married too long to be doing this. I didn't taught these kids well enough to still be going over this with them. I've been through too much to have keep. Uh, this is too much. Who am I talking to? Like, I shouldn't still have to be doing this. My God. And can I tell you? Can I tell you? Part of persistence is humility. Hmm. Humility. The Bible doesn't say that not to think. Uh oh, I kicked the camera. The Bible does not say not to think too highly of yourself. It says, don't think more highly of yourself than you, or excuse me, let me correct that. The Bible does not say not to think highly of yourself. The scripture says not to think too highly of yourself. Let me give it to you. Let me give it to you. That is uh, Romans 12 and 3. Do not think too highly or more highly of yourself than you ought to. So check this out. Part of persistence is that persistence makes you, watch me, it brings you to a proper perspective 
of yourself. Because there's certain things you said, I ain't doing that. And God says, oh, no, we're going to bring all that right back down here, baby. Be for baby, baby, sir, sir, son, daughter, sir, baby. We're going to bring all of that right back down here. That's what we're doing. Because you thought you too good to do that now. And my issue, my issue, my issue is, is that I never need you to think that you are above serving. Mm. I'm going to need you to come all the way back down. I'm going uh, to need you to come. I'm going to need you. I'm going to need you to not think that you are too good to do that. Oh, it got quiet in these comments. These comments got dry. These comments got as dry as, as, as Denver weather. <laughs> Where y'all at? Where y'all at? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Because cause in the king's mind, I've done it three times. That's enough. That's I'm the king. Why am I still doing this? That's enough. God says, uh-uh. In your persistence, I'm going to give you a proper perspective of yourself. Because even the king had to be given instructions by the man of God. The man of God is telling him what to do. So for every king that's on here, for every queen that's on here, you still need a man of God to give you instruction. Let me prove it to you. Listen, listen. And he said, take the arrows, take the arrow. Hold on. Before we read the rest of this verse, how many of you can be honest that there's some stuff that you, that you, if you're honest, you kind of felt like, why do I have to do that? And when you really looked at it, you could have did it and it was no big deal. But there was something in your mind that made you feel like you shouldn't have to. Wave at me. Come on, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Y'all remember New Jack City? New Jack City, one of my favorite movies. Um, I literally watched that movie. That movie preaches to me every time. Um, every single time I watch that movie, the movie preaches to me. Um, somebody the other day said, oh, Bishop, you like that movie? And they said something negative about it. I said, let me tell you what you're not going to do. What you're not going to do is speak against a classic and African-American theater and theater, period, period. Daily. I see you. I see you. Three times. I see you. I see you. All right. I see several hands over here on IG, on the Bishop Woman IG. All right. So watch me. Um, In the movie, Chris Rock, who is Pookie, Pookie is in there. Pookie is in there, Abby. Pookie is in there. And he's with this this other girl. And, um, and they're both strung out on crack cocaine. And... Um, and in there, the girl says, she says, I was prom queen of King High School. And I think she said, what, 1988? I forget the years. Many, many times I've watched that movie. I should know that line by heart. Now, I do know what's love got to do with it. I know them lines by heart. But uh, I was prom queen. Now, and then Pookie was like, look at you. Look at you. You Look at, watch me. He said to her, look at your current state. Because your current state. Yes, you may have been prom queen, but look at where you're at now. Everybody pay attention to the principle that I want you to get. Yes, you. Yes, yes, God has blessed you. Yes, God has favored you. But I need you not to forget where you've come from. And I need you not to forget that at the end of the day, the greatest amongst you is those that will serve. I need you not to forget where you come from. Testimony time. Can you just put something on the screen, type it in the comments, something God has brought you out of, brought you through. Testify. I need you not to forget where you come from. I need you not to forget uh, 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 peanut butter and jelly. I need you not. I know you eating at the finest five star restaurants today, but I need you not to forget. I need you not to forget. 
when you didn't know what your next was going to come from. I need you not to forget that it is God that has provided for you. This is not this is not your doing. This is the Lord's. I need you not to forget. Come on, homelessness, rejection, self-esteem, low self-esteem, panic attacks. Come on. I need you to testify. Unbalanced emotions, domestic. I need you not to forget that. Because sometimes when you forget that, you will think more highly of yourself than you ought to. And you will think it's you that did it. But it is not you. It is the Lord. It is not you. It is the Lord. It was the Lord that gave you the power to do that. It was the Lord that gave you the strength to do that. It was the Lord that gave you the ability to do that. Yes, you a six-figure earner now, but it was the Lord that got you off of food stamps. Who am I talking to? Yes, you're a seven-figure earner now, but it was the Lord that made that hookup and got you that contract. It was the Lord that got you that far. It was the Lord. And sometimes part of your persistence is you got to remember where you've come from. You got to remember it was God that hooked up that deal. That wasn't you. You didn't even know who the person was when you introduced yourself to them. It was the Lord that made that happen. It was the Lord. Come on, y'all. Let's just take let's just take thirty seconds and give God some computer praise, uh, some some uh, computer love. Come on, let's go. Come on, release a hallelujah, release a thank you, Jesus. Every platform, release it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. It was you. It was you. It was not us. It was you. It matter of fact, we thought it was a coincidence until we realized there was no Hebrew word for coincidence, which means it had to be divine providence. It was you and not ourselves. You are the Lord and you, what you this is the Lord's doing. And it is marvelous in our eyes. This is God. God is the reason that you're prospering, not you. He's the reason you ain't lost your mind. He's the reason you've been able to overcome racism in a system that was set up to take you down. Come on here. It was the Lord. Mm. It was the Lord. It was the Lord that kept that divorce. God, I feel like going in right now. It was the Lord that kept that divorce from making you commit suicide. It was the Lord that kept that bankruptcy was supposed to be your end. Instead, you were able to bounce back better after than you were before. It was the Lord that got you out of debt. It was the Lord that got you through that negative mentality. It was the Lord. Huh? It was the Lord. Listen, and he struck. Okay, oh, my God. I didn't get to nowhere. I didn't get with this all I got to get. All right. I didn't get as far as I wanted to go. Y'all ready? Let's go. Uh, uh, verse 18. And he said, take the arrows. And he took them. And he, Elisha. The man of God, Elisha, who was put in place after Elijah, who was the man of God. And he said, and the king of Israel, strike the ground with them. Do the mundane, do the mundane. And he struck three times and stopped. His humility needed to be checked. God, show us where our humility must be restored. If we restore it, you won't have to. Show us, God, where we have thought more highly of ourselves than we ought to. You didn't tell us, God, not to think highly of ourselves. You have made us. You have, and you have done wonderful. You have made us to be fighters, to be tenacious, to be winners, to be victorious, to be strong. Now is the time for the saints of the most High God to rise and possess the kingdom. It is the Lord. But God, show us the areas where we need to bring it all. Come on. Come on. Come on. 
Uh-uh. Father, show us the areas where, watch me, there's disorder. Mm. Show us the areas, God, where we are out of line. Come on, y'all. Show us the areas where what we think we are doing that is right is wrong. Show us in Jesus' name. God, we're almost done. Five more minutes. I got five on it. Five more minutes. We out. And he said, take the arrows. He took them. And he said to the king of Israel, strike the ground with them. He struck the ground three times and he stopped. Then, listen to verse 19. Then the man of God was angry with him. Come on. Come on. Come on. For a moment. Can I just, can I just pretend I come in license for a moment? Just for this verse. Just, just actually, just, just for this verse. So just for a moment, hear, hear my words. Hear my words. Hear my words. Like I'm in license for just a second for a moment. And Bishop was angry with them. Watch me. And he said, you should have struck five or six times. In other words, he says, you, 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 you should have kept, why'd you stop? When I said strike the ground, I meant strike it until I say stop. You should have struck five or six times. Then you would have struck down Syria until you have made an end of it. He says, but now you will only strike down Syria three times. Wow. Okay. Now, now me pretending to be Elijah's over. All right. Listen, or Elisha's over. Listen. He said, why'd you stop? Why'd you stop? Why'd you stop praying? Why'd you stop sowing? You watched it work. Why'd you stop? Why'd you stop serving? You watched it work. Why'd you stop? Why'd you stop being humble? Why'd you stop? Who blew your head up to make you think you were too good to follow instructions? Oh God, it's quiet. Y'all getting quiet now. Like, why'd you stop? Why'd you stop? Why did you stop fasting? Why'd you stop? Why'd you stop? Why'd you stop doing what worked? You watched it work, but you stopped knocking on that door. You stopped. Why'd you stop? Well, my business has enough funding. So you don't want to expand more? You better get this money. <laughs> Why'd you stop? Why'd you stop? Why did you stop? And when I say that comment, I'm talking to business owners. Why did you stop taking advantage of the resources that are available for you? Oh, I got everything I need. You stopped. You stopped. You stopped. Why'd you stop? There's a restaurant tour. You're on prayer. I can't, I don't know what network you're on. I don't know what network you're on. If you're on one of the IGs, I can see your comments right away. The other ones, the comments come up for me later. Um, you're a restaurant tour. You're a restaurant tour. And you literally, you stopped. You know why we stopped? Because we settle. Mm. Father, don't let us settle. Father, don't let us stop. Father, we pray for the tenacity not to settle and the mass tenacity not to stop. We pray for the tenacity not to settle and the tenacity not to stop. God, if we still got a pulse, you still got a plan, which means we can't stop. We won't stop. Come on. I need somebody to just say, I won't stop. 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 I will not stop. I will not stop. Settling is different. Settling is different than contentment. Being content says, thank you, Lord, for what I have. I am grateful for it. Settling says, this is as good as it gets. See the difference? Contentment is grateful. 
Settling says this is as good as it gets. And can I ask you something? If this is as good as it gets, then why do you need to live another day? If what you have done is as good as it gets, why do you need to live another day? I need you to reach. I need you to reach. I need you to knock and keep on knocking. I need you to strike and keep on striking. And in the second half of this year, everything that was not accomplished in the first half, I need you to get that and some. And some. Listen to the last part of this verse. He says, but now you will strike down Syria only three times. He says, as long as many times as you not, that's the amount of victories you'll have. Shut up. I could throw my chair. It's just so tight back here. <laughs> All right. These cameras up on me. All right. I got three cameras and a laptop and a light right here and lights over here. And lights. It's bright in here. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. He says, as many knocks as you did, that's as much victory as you'll have. As many strikes as you have, that's as much victory as you have. So here's the last thing about persistence, prayer. Here's the last thing about persistence. Every platform, every platform. On this Harvest Instagram, I need y'all to share a few more. I need these numbers up over here on this Harvest Instagram. Can I get y'all to share over here? We need those numbers up. We good, we good, we good, we good. On YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere, but I need you to do that. Watch me. As many times as you knock, that's as much victory as you'll have. So not only is... Do you need persistence in prayer, persistence in the actions after prayer? Persistence, you ready? Persistence is the measurement of victory you will have. You will only have victory to the level of your persistence. Don't be mad at the one who ends up being a seven-figure this earner because they kept knocking this year. Don't be mad at the one that was in the five figures and goes to the six figures because they kept on knocking. Don't be mad at the one whose whole family gets saved this year because they kept on knocking. Don't be mad at the one who gets the opportunity because they kept on knocking. Don't be mad at the one who sees God do the miraculous because they were like that woman with the issue of blood. That girl was knocking. She was persistent. She says, I am not stopping. I am not stopping until I get mine. Listen, guys, um, Father, thank you for persistence. Thank you for the tenacity to knock and keep knocking, to strike and to keep striking. I have obeyed you tonight, God. We thank you for this time of prayer. God, tonight, as we get ready to end prayer, I pray that every decision that needs to be made for people to give their lives to you or recommit themselves across every platform, that they would do it and do it now. Draw them to yourself, Father. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Last two things, guys, on prayer. Tonight, um, if you are not a Christian, tonight's your night. Secondly, if you've given your life to the Lord, you've not been faithful, you need to recommit yourself to him across every platform. Tonight is your night. Thirdly, if you like Bishop Woman, I do not know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure before I get off a of prayer tonight. Listen, I need you to be sure wherever you're at, every platform across America, around the world, if you're listening to the podcast or the replay, on the count of three, I need you to throw that hand up. Guys, don't get off. I got one more thing to say. Two more things to say. You become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure on the count of three, throw that hand up. One, two, three. Do that hand with emoji or say it's me. Do that hand with emoji or say it's me across every platform. Come on, if you're on Harvest Channel Uncommon, we can't see your hands because there's no chat there. But what I do need you to do is still raise that hand. Heaven sees you. The Bible says, do not deny him. If you deny him, he'll deny you. Throw that hand up. Put that hand in the air. Do that hand with emoji. Say to me, I will wait on you five. I will wait on you four. I will wait on you three. I will wait on I see you. Recommit. Come on here. Two. I will see you. One. I'm going to wait on you. I'm going to wait a couple more seconds while we're waiting on those hands to come in. If prayer bless you, bless what blesses you. So into it. I'm not trying to get something from you, trying to get something to you. Harvest, we have an, uh, Harvest has an anointing on it for finance. If you missed yesterday's experiences, go watch 
the 9:15 or the 11:15. Yesterday I released both messages. We did both release both messages, and you will hear the testimonies of how God works in the lives of people connected to Harvest. So if it bless you, bless it. Um, how do you do that? Use the cash app dollar sign Bishop Foreman with the number two at the end. Dollar sign, I see you, I see you. Dollar sign with the bishop form, or dollar sign bishop form with the number two at the end. Or you can use PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify, all of that. The email for that, I need a few of you to type that on every platform, please, is hello at harvestchurch.church. Can I get you to do that? We're about to pray for those who made the decision, but while we're waiting on you to come in, I just want to get you. And then uh, you can also just go to our website, harvestchurch.church forward slash give, and you can give that way. All right, I want everybody to pray with me. I don't care if you went to school with Jesus. I need you to pray this with me, all right? Guys, winning souls is something I'm passionate about. Um, I'm passionate about. I saw the numbers from yesterday. I was so excited. And uh, we're going to see over a thousand decisions for the Lord, uh, new decisions for the Lord this year. We're excited about it. All right, let's pray. Everybody pray this with me. If you and Jesus was like, this is school, I still need you to pray this. Uh -uh, Bishop Foreman number two, Contrail. Bishop Foreman with the number two at the end. All right, everybody pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Say, thank you for your love for me. Say, because of this belief and this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. Come on, YouTube, let's go. If I was far from you, I'm reconnected to you. I confess in my mouth and believe in my heart that you are my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Here's what I need you to do. Here's what I need you to do. You good, son. Here's what I need you to do. I need you, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord, I saw several hands across different platforms. Here's what I need you to do. Just text the word decision, decision, that word, to the phone number 877-552-4746. 877-552-4746. When you do that, we're going to shoot you a text right away to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. All right. You can screen, you can snapshot it if you're on your cell phone so you can see it. So you can send it right after we hop off. Again, a prayer bless you, bless it. So into what blesses you. I am a, let me just say this. Let me just say this too, because sometimes people, if they're, they're new to you, they don't know this about you. But I am a giver, um, and uh, I never ask those that I lead to do anything that I don't do. I'm the number one giver. And uh, and I want somebody to beat me in that. Somebody somebody needs to beat me and become the new number one giver. Um, but uh, what's the number to so? Let's connect it to scripture. Let's connect it to scripture. Um, there's a question on Instagram of what to sow. I want to go. I want to connect it to that scripture we were just at, uh, and that's that Second Kings thirteen. So that's Second Kings thirteen, uh, chapter number thirteen, and it's verse number. Um, it is verse number uh, nineteen. Um, so, so something with that, do a uh, $131.90, $13.19, $19, put those numbers in it. Bishop, why, what's the significance of that? Isn't that weird? No, it's not weird at all. God plays the numbers. The book of numbers is actually about the different um, um, census that were taken during that time. And that's um, so where we get the, the term numbers. But but numbers, there's something called biblical numerology for all of my Bible folks who love the word. Um, it's called gematria. So every number has a spiritual significance. So when I look at those numbers, 13, um, 13 is the biblical number. It's actually, listen to this, 12 and 1. It is actually the number where it can mean disorder. Got it? Or it can mean perfect order. And then um, 19, um, when you look at uh, the, the number 19, you see some significance there. Um, Uh-oh. Yes, you can see the significance with that number also. Um, so much revelation. But I don't want to jump into that because if I jump into that, I'll keep going. So something with those numbers in it, 
sow that tonight. I love you. I pray you guys have an amazing night. I pray you were blessed tonight. Do me a favor, share this, especially once we hop off, share this on your page. Um, when you share this, you're sharing prayer so that people can be blessed. You guys know my heart. Church is going to be amazing on Wednesday night. Um, we're going to finish the series Reality TV. And uh, the message is milk, one of my favorite reality TV shows, Million Dollar Listening. It's going to be amazing. All right. Love you guys. Have an amazing night. Again, for those of you like, ooh, Bishop really prayed. He's sweating. Um, that I can't. I got right from the gym and got right into prayer. So I had to get it in. I love you guys. Seriously. Um, I really, really do. You can say, Bishop, how do you know you love me? You ain't even met me. I don't have to. Um, the people who of Harvest will tell you that I love those that I lead. So 13 million. Yes. Come on here. Come on here. Uh, show 13 million. You're loaded. Go on and do it. Come on, do it. Yes. Amen. We'll make sure this computer can take it. I'm sure they'll take it. All right. And if they don't, just do just do a million a day for the next 13 days and you get it. I'm <laughs> just fine. Do a comment on Instagram. Anyway, love you guys. Go so God bless you. Shalom, everybody. Shalom. Shalom. That's a Hebrew word. It means nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, nothing missing. All is well. Shalom. Shalom, guys. Love you. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin from makeup remover wipes to hydro boost water gel facial moisturizer. BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd. Only at BJ's.